Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. Great morning, real estate and mortgage world. It's Todd Duncan coming at you with another Coffee with Todd. Today is a VIP extended interview day, and we've got two highly successful mortgage professionals lined up to have a conversation with our universe. Uh, first of all, we're bringing Chris Hallows on. Chris was on stage last year at the Leveling Up panel in Sales Mastery. And uh, Chris, good to see you, man. Welcome. And you're with Wallach and Volk in Arizona, right? Yep. Yep. Flagstaff. Yeah. Flagstaff. Awesome. And just so everybody's clear real quick, uh, last year, Chris helped 161 families for $46 million in fundings. Uh, year to date, it looks like he's at 120 families for about 31 million. Uh, with all the contracts and locked refis, it looks like he'll come in at about 153 or so families for almost 42 million bucks first week of July. That's exciting, dude. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Wow. Good start. Good start. And by the way, just number one in branch production, number one in branch profit, and number one currently in the company in personal production. We're having a good year. Be so, humble about it. Virtual, virtual fist pump to the camera. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen anybody just be like stupid on how they do fist pumps in the digital world? They come like that. fist pump and it's not even on the camera. Oh. This yeah, you got it. You got to get this pop. <laughs> nice. It's not your and, first one. Uh, and then, and then we're joined by Logan Martini. Logan Martini is an extension of the Martini brand. Kevin Martini, his father, has been on stage several times in mastery, as has Logan. This is his second year in the business, and uh, year to date, 2020, Logan has already funded 40, just shy of 42 million dollars. His pipeline right now is knocking on the door 13 and a half million dollars. And uh, Logan, you're always a joy to talk with. It's good to have you on with Coffee. Uh, thank you for having me. This yeah, is really yeah. So guys, we're going to go for just probably a half an hour or so. And, and I've got the guys uh, just ready to, to ask, a, answer a couple of questions, as is always the case. Uh, if you want to tee up a question, just go to the live comments box and put it up there. I'll gaze over there every once in a while and and make sure we get these questions uh, answered. So, Chris, I wanted to I wanted to start off with you. I, I think that you know one of the keys right now in differentiation in the market is the, the 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 discipline around realtor business, purchase business, and the refi business. You're doing some really stellar things with your agent partners and whatnot. And you made a comment that it's a perfect time to do it because no one else is doing it. So talk to us about what you're doing in your local market right now with your agents to really disrupt the market and do something that none of your competitors are doing. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, everything that we're looking at is really, you know, comes down to good, better, best. And uh, and so that's where, you know, when when COVID initially hit, you know, it's it's first and foremost, so good to be showing up. Um you know, better to, you know, take advantage of refire, you know, connecting with folks. Cause I think like everyone, we were getting those calls asking for zero to 0.25% interest rates from the fed. So there's, there's, you know, better, but, uh, but, you know, I had some really neat opportunities where I decided that, you know, well, a lot of people were, 
we're getting caught up in the noise and the fluff and maybe really, you know, emotionally in what's happening. And I don't want to disclaim, you know, I guess full disclaimer, I don't want to discount what's going on in different markets in different areas of the country uh, where COVID is certainly a, you know, a, a bigger deal than in my particular area. But when a lot of people, I mean, it hasn't really hit very aggressively here in Northern Arizona. So when a lot of my peers were jumping out there and posting, you know, more kind of feel good stuff, I felt it was my responsibility to really just focus on how the mortgage industry was changing. What's the rubber hit the road on programs? What's changing out there with, can we actually close loans? Can we record loans? So I took it upon myself to call my county recorder. I took it upon myself to you know talk with my CEO about the you know how's our pipeline looking, where's the disruptions going to happen, and then doing one-on-one calls as well as then I do a monthly mastermind call where we do Zoom with uh, you know I, I invite about 30, 40 agents, get typically about 18 to 20 on the call, and then we're recording and sending that out um, to help people know hey here's what you can do. Here's where you need to differentiate in the market and, and gain market share in this opportunity um, and make data driven decisions, not just emotional. You know, some realtors are putting out, you know, cooking videos out there where it's like, hey, you know, people just really want to know, can they record and close a home loan and how can they get that done? And I got a lot of feedback from our realtor partners on saying, hey, no one is, is telling us this, you know, that, that that was really valuable for them to tell families where it counts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think you guys, you know, one of the things that is absolute truth, and I believe this uh, to the depths of my soul is um, most of the lenders in the world are not focused on what they ultimately need to be focused on. So that is not to minimize um, how great the market is in terms of rate, uh, you know, what, where, where people can borrow money today versus just five months ago, six months ago. Um, and it looks like for the foreseeable future, we're going to have an attractive rate market. But what we do know 100% is the longer an attractive rate market goes on, uh, generally speaking, not all the time, but generally speaking, the less loan originators and their teams actually are interacting with their realtor partners and their local influences. And so when when you're able to do something that nobody else is doing, you have that disruption differentiation and people will actually flock to you. The other reason to do this is that I mean, I've been in markets as a loan rep where rates go up 200 basis points in a day, 300 basis points in a day, and they stay there. And uh, the time to the time to re-engage your realtor business is not when something like that happens. It's now. So uh, great remarks. How are you handling? I mean, your number one, number one branch, number one LO, uh, you know, you got all these great accolades. And, and by the way, I want to I want you to tell a little bit of your story because just three or four years ago, it wasn't like that. Um, but what do you what do you what are you guys doing right now to to from a leadership standpoint to really help your ops team win and really help you know really help deliver still in the market we're in uh, a, a brilliant consumer experience? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's and and, and again, full disclosure, <laughs> we're trying just like everyone else, so we're not uh, nowhere near perfect. There's that ideal in reality, um, and I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't set the groundwork to say you know dialing into to you and actually starting I'm on my second year of uh now high trust coaching with hope hope is my coach good to hey. shout out she is stellar and uh and that was you know working with especially working with hope um I find like like a lot of different leaders I love the the Rick and Mike uh interview last week as I drew so much from that and and would echo so many things but I think you know I I tend to care 
a lot. And that led us to making decisions that weren't exactly data decisions. So working with Hope and setting the groundworks over the last really 12 months so that we were um, being a high trust, attractive brand to bring on three new loan officers. We didn't actually have to bring on a whole lot more more support staff because we had highly trained people ready to handle that volume so that we're we're, uh, bringing in a high quality experience. And even though bring on new LOs that have different uh, processes, they're channeling through the same LOAs that have been with us for five to 10 years. And, uh, and then really focusing on data-driven decisions and, and kind of, even though it's, you know, it's, it's a good time to have emotions on our sleeve, it's also an important time to be data-driven and a little bit, uh, I hate to say emotionless, but looking at numbers and saying, okay, we can scale this LOA and where can we put more business so that this takes stress off of this LOA and, and really just being a team from an entire branch standpoint is really where we've helped to, to scale that volume without too much pain and without having to you know, bring on too many new people or train. You know, we have brought on new people that have really worked to make good hires that have, have been huge, huge opportunities for us. So we have hired a new processor to help with the volume that we're doing, you know, from a branch level, doing on average about 20 million right now. Um, and uh, so one extra, so we have three processors, just get metrics here, four LOAs, two additional admins, and we're doing that business then with nine loan officers. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So one thing I heard on the video I watched last night was you had reported in. So this would have been October of last year and you were in the, your first year of coaching, but at your branch profitability had gone up. I think you threw out a number of 361%. And just as a branch manager right now, talk about what does it feel like to watch your branch profitability grow by 361%? It's, you know, and I, again, I'd be doing a disservice if I, if I took all the credit for that. It's been really, really neat to see that through the years we've made some good hires. Those people were loyal. Um, they were team players. Yeah. And we just, you know, especially like our, our support staff was there and ready. They just didn't have, we, we you know, uh, helping our, our current LOs, our existing LOs scale up a little bit and then bring on some new LOs and building that, that high trust culture um, really was neat to just see good things come into play with the daily due diligences and the, the culture that we were building um, to really see all the sense kind of like the field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. And it's really, it's, it's really awesome to see that happening. And especially in this environment that now is, is just crazy and historic. And we'll all look back at this and, uh, and just wish we worked a little harder. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but, you know, knowing that we have the team in place to really help us maximize it. And, and that wasn't, you know, that's hard to put in place today to hope you'll get it in six months from now. It was already in place. So one of the things I know, Hope, and you were talking about is um, scorecard quality and file quality and, and the importance of uh, recognizing that you've got to, to manage not only the metrics, but you've got to manage the recipe of how to manufacture good loans. So before we switch to Logan, uh, talk to us a little bit about how High Trust Coaching and Hope has helped you really get this scorecard mentality kind of going. What's it look like? What's it feel like? How do you use it to lead? Yeah, so uh, we've really then, uh, you know, we've, we focused on kind of a threefold, right? Loan officers design a file, LOAs and processors build a file. And then all that underwriters should do is, is approve. Say, all right, you designed it, you built it right, and you're done. Right. And then just flows through underwriting. And, and that's where we are able to really separate duties and say, OK, is that a design piece, a build piece or an approved piece? And things shouldn't go back up the assembly line. Right. It really needs to be an assembly line there. And uh, and then, you know, recently pushing out some uh, 
some initiatives. So we just pushed out with a, a scorecard of four simple questions. You know, did you, um, you know, did you uh, basically um, give the, enough time you know did you submit um in a timely manner uh so we have certain parameters on time did you um explain the file did you also then do work some simple worksheets on the loa side of things before it's getting submitted so we know the direction of the file and the last piece especially right now is getting boe information and so you know it's just a matter of doing those simple things where we have some rewards going out and then we also have the bottom of the barrel is going to have to pay for their uh, gift card for their processor plus submit an improvement plan to me. So I think the idea is, you know, we always look at volume and, and, you know, give big kudos to the high volume, but some of those high volume sometimes isn't the highest quality and they also need to be rewarded, maybe a little shamed on knowing that, Hey, we need to be good operators right now because it's, yeah, it breaks the chain. Yeah. You know, one of the age old truths that um, that I even use as the owner of our company right now in certain um, expense decisions and spending decisions. And what I used to do with uh, originators across the country was um, in terms of quality of a file, if you were writing the check to fund this loan, would you? And would you feel 100 percent safe and secure in writing a check for two hundred thousand dollars and knowing that you're going to get paid back? Is that the kind of file that you have right now? And it was a really good early lesson for me. And uh, it seems to be that, that you're talking about the same thing right now. You got to You got to do quality. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll come back to you, uh, Chris, as we roll along here. So, Logan, welcome, man. Martini power. No, thank you. Um, first, let me say, Chris, that's awesome doing all that and having a new baby and everything. So during all this, that's, that's you know, kudos to you, man. But no, thank you for having me. Uh, no, it's so, it's so fun. You know, I, um, six or seven years ago, you know, I, I remember my first connection with your dad and I remember him talking about you and uh, that, that you might be groomed for the mortgage business. And, uh, you know, here we are six or seven years later, you're only in your second year, right? You started in 2019, uh, standard purchase only. And, uh, and many of those clients are obviously refining now. But the thing I found interesting about your little dossier here is, quote, and this is a Logan quote, I didn't know how to even write a refi until February of this year. That to yeah. me is hilarious. And yet, you know, you're cranking. I mean, you are absolutely cranking along year to date. Uh, looks like you funded $42 million dollars. You have a pipeline of $13.5 million, and you are in the middle of your second year of being in the business. Yeah, so, the pipeline's at $15 million today, but yeah? I'm pretty pumped about that. But <laughs> awesome. yeah, I'm definitely uh, definitely double dipping on the refis, and I'm beating where I was last year for the whole year, and uh, I'm just putting my head down and keep grinding. So you are, you're, you know, one of the greatest things for us in our organization is when guys and gals like you trust, you know, you know, obviously the company is called I trust. So we don't do anything that we don't want you to trust. And in coaching, you know, you have to release the brakes and you, you have to trust what the coaches are teaching you. And that's why, you know, any of you, if you've never had a free coaching call with one of our certified coaches, you need to do that because uh, I was fascinated last night. I was watching a, a documentary on, on coaching and it was featuring Elon Musk and Elon Musk, of all crazy things that you could possibly imagine has a brain coach and his brain coach every single week helps optimize Elon Musk's thinking as an inventor, entrepreneur, business person. So again, hightrust.com come there for the coaching free conference call and 
uh, and, and see what it might mean to you. What has that meant to you, Logan? I mean, you're, you, you got your dad coaching you, you got, you know, us coaching you and lead you. And, and all of a sudden here you are, you know, you're going to knock on the door 60 or 70 million this year. It looks like if halfway through the year, you're already at 42 million. That's so, what I'm hoping the floor will be. But um, no, it, it definitely means a lot to me. I mean, I remember Kevin used to tell me, you know, even Tiger has a coach. Um, one thing, especially right now, you know, I was, you know, really lucky that my dad was a coach for y'all and, you know, still coaches sometimes. And basically, you know, he got into the mortgage business in 2009 and, you know, he could, you know, tell me some pointers and things like that for everything that's going on right now and saying, Hey, um, you know, we're still going to be a purchase business, but, um, refis pay the bills, purchases will buy you a new watch. So, um, definitely lucky to have him there and you know all your stuff too and another point to that with the high trust um and maybe chris you know will agree to this is we were pretty uh groomed to do webinars and buyer consults online when a lot of lenders are you know sounding like used car salesmen just going over the phone so um definitely was prepared to get into this situation and do everything webinar wise or you know electronically yeah yeah well we're going to talk about this but you just you just gave me something that, that I wanted to mention um, that one of the things that coaches help you with is what Logan just talked about. And that is the quality of the questions you ask. And one of the things when you come on for a free coaching call and you're in coaching is, is it's really not some patterned, let's go out and ask these 10 questions. It's not, it's not that at all. We're talking about in the world in which we live, that there is a very deep need for two human beings to connect. So lender, agent, to connect. Lender, borrower, to connect. Agent, seller, to connect. Agent, agent, purchaser, buyer, to connect. Connection, you know, everywhere. And in the connection modality, um, there's an interesting thought process that there's two central elements that are sandwich between chemistry, which is I like you, you like me. So we got to have that for a partnership to work. And then on the other side of these two things is conflict management. And that's not negative. It's any high performance relationship will always have conflict because you're in innovating and creating. The two things in the middle are conversation and collaboration. So chemistry, that gives you the permission to have a conversation conversation yields deeper collaboration. And the more we innovate, the more we have to just manage potential conflicts that come along as we spin up the business. I am blown away that less than 1% of loan originators surveyed have a strategic questioning process to create influence with agents and with borrowers. And it's not how many questions you ask. It is the depth and the quality of the question. You look at the 80-20 rule and, you know, I could go into any market as a practitioner of high trust and, and NLP certified and, and all that kind of stuff. I could probably ask two questions of every agent and get the business where some lenders will ask 10 or 15 and not get the business. So how good are your questions? Talk about what you've been doing with your your partnerships with agents. Your, you have something cool. FaceTime dates. FaceTime. Yeah. Talk about that. Uh, so uh, all my partners, um, you know, even this time, you know, it's a good time to work on the business, not just in the <laughs> business. So, you know, I'm still saying, you know, hey, just because I can't meet you at a restaurant or a coffee shop or even, you know, just meeting you out 
or in doing, you know, the high trust interviews and things like that. Um, I invite, you know, the agents, you know, hey, let's just hop on a webinar, kind of like what we're doing now. And they're more open to doing the high trust interviews and, you know, getting to know each other like this, believe it or not, uh, than, hey, let's go meet at a restaurant and take time out of your day. Um, and I think that's just awesome. And, you know, even if the business switched that way, you know, it's just going to, like you're saying, you know, give us everybody more chemistry and more trust for our customers. Yeah. And, you know, everybody viewing this, if you have not watched the Teresa Debt and the Linda Granger interview we did last week, you got to watch that. It, it was so powerful to see what a real connected relationship looks like and feels like. And uh, two weeks ago, we had Jim Moore on, who is Marty Preston's realtor partner. And <clears throat> these guys are talking about relationship that I think personifies loyalty, value, connection. And today in the world in which we live, we are not doing enough of that. So deep dive into, is there, is there a regimen behind the, the FaceTime you know, dates? Are you doing it once a week, every other week? Is it random? Uh, are you simply making calls on FaceTime instead of the regular way? Unpack that a little bit, because that's a great uh, idea for the market. Yeah, definitely making calls on FaceTime because, um, you know, right now, especially all the robo calls going on and everything like that, you, you know, it's someone, you know, or someone you need to talk to if you just get a random FaceTime. Yeah. Um, and I'm going, you know, some are referrals agents saying, hey, you need to work with Logan or you need to work with Kevin or um, but basically I'm just getting on and say, hey, I was thinking about you. I know times are tough. Um, and, you know, how can I help you right now? And we I'll scratch your back. You scratch mine. Who, who can I help you with? Um, I got your back right now, even though hard times are hard. Yeah, yeah. So here's a great idea for everybody um, just to, to think through. So so both Chris and Logan uh, have been through the Hytro Sales Academy and, uh, and, and both know what, what I'm about to say as soon as I say it. But one of the things that, that I think is a, a very smart strategy for today, the moment we're in right now, is to set up. FaceTime, you know, Zoom, whatever, business review meetings with your agents. Figure out right now in the month of May, the month of June, what do they need? Deeper questions equal deeper relationships. So what do you as an agent feel in the next 30 to 90 days, you need in your business to continue growing it forward. And if you could just send out a meeting invite for four FaceTime calls over the next six weeks and just have that agreed upon by them and load your calendar up with your face-to-face -face meetings, whether, you know, whether we're using technology or phone, which is technology or not, and start to figure that out now. Because here's what will happen. Let's say post-election, let's just say the market turns a little bit refis start to dry up. Maybe they dry up a lot. Maybe they don't. Nobody knows, right? We're not in control. But what we are in control of is how do we set up the partnerships today to win tomorrow? And that's where everybody's missing it. So what have you found? Like, I know what I probably think the answer is going to be, but what have you found happens when you're making these FaceTime calls? Define that. Uh, so, um, well, the funny thing is in the beginning when I started doing it, um, you get to see how everybody's quarantined. So you're actually meeting the family. You are uh, seeing what their dog looks like. You're seeing what their quarantine life is compared to yours. 
you're getting ideas of what to do when you're bored. Um, and, uh, but the most thing that I think everybody appreciates is that they're seeing how hard you're working and you're not just a bank just saying, Hey, I'm going to wait for the phone to ring. And I think they really respect that because they're out there hustling. And I don't know about you guys, but there's a week or two where, you know, they couldn't do an open house, um, or they couldn't go show a house and people were literally buying houses, just looking at the pictures. Um, so they see who's putting the work in and who's not. And I think that will definitely carry over once all this passes over because this too shall pass. 100% on that. Yeah, 100% on that. <clears throat> Before I get into another question with you, we have a user that's, that asked, what is the most powerful question you ask? It's really interesting because yesterday I was in our recording studio <clears throat> and I was recording the Connect session on uh, asking questions and talking about the quality of a question. And then I recorded the listening lesson and the interesting correlation between the question you ask and, and how well you listen is that's actually where the breakthroughs occur. And so most originators and most real estate agents do not have predictable questions that create influence. They're the normal questions. What are you looking for in a home? You know, blah, 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 blah. And they just kind of do that kind of deal, right? Um, tell me about the home you want to buy, blah, 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 blah. And there's nothing wrong with those questions, but to understand they don't differentiate you. All right. So the the Facebook user that said, What's the most important question you ask? Imagine if Every time you had an agent conversation, you asked this question. In the next two weeks, what are the one or two things I can do to help you win? You got to hit the pain. Done. Yeah. Just done. Not, and I like the, uh, the other one, too, uh, that I get asked from my coach. You know, so I, I steal from your high trust coaching, but I guess I pay for it. So it's good. Um, <laughs> is, uh, is what is so, you know, frame it with the time frame in the next two weeks. What is your greatest challenge? Yeah. Yeah. What are your greatest challenges in the next two weeks? Like that. What are your greatest challenges here? Here's something that's really important, guys, to understand. And and man, take this, take this. If you're a leader, take this to all your LOs and and and, and even share it with uh, your staff and team. And, and that is, um, we're in a world right now where you got to help people win, number one. And, and, and nobody usually in a general population can reject you if your purpose is to help them win. And it is truthful, it is honest, it is connected. So if I can help you win, then I've got to be able to help solve. And there's a fear in most people's minds that they don't have the answers to the questions that they're going to ask that present what they could solve because they don't know that they could solve it. And what I need everybody to understand is that, that if I'm going to help you win, I got to solve where you're losing. I got to come alongside you and help bolster up whatever it is that isn't working for you. And um, it's very interesting. I typed in something yesterday um, because I was interested in it on uh, on listening. Just typed it in, and it was it was like, what are the top behaviors of the best listeners in the world, or something like that? 
And um, in 0.9 seconds, I got 43 million sources on listening. I'm not going to spend, you know, the rest of my life going through 43 million sources, but because I understand SEO, I can look at the top 30 and get some really great. So, so Chris Hallows calls me and he says, Todd, just checking in. Uh, I said, Chris, good to, good to have you check in. Hey, over the next couple of weeks, where do you sense you have a business challenge and how can I help you win? And Chris goes, I don't think I'm listening very well right now. I need to figure out the two or three things I can do to listen better. That's great, Chris, man. Do you have any hunch on what those things are? And maybe listen to that. And then and then the end of the conversation, I go, so Chris, hang tight. Between now and the end of the day, I'm going to I'm gonna do a little research. I'm going to find three or four things that I think will make a difference in your life as a listener. Sit by, look for those, and I'm done. And, and what, we're, what we have to do today is we have to meet people where they are. We, we do not have a blanket solution. We do not have a, you know, go through this course and you'll be, you'll be great. Everybody's got different needs. So that's what I think is most powerful about the dialogue that we're having. Just the idea that deeper questions, deeper relationships, it's going to all be about helping people win, bringing them value that works. And, um, and having confidence that that's the best way to build a high trust business. And what we do when you, when you come in and, and test the free coaching system is we give you this, this track to run on. And, the, and I'll just tell you, as the owner of the company, the track that we put you on is designed to, to help you win, period. End of story. And if you follow the track, you will win, just like in business. If you follow the right principle and the right principally centered track, you will win. So... Um, we're at about a half hour. We've got about five more minutes. Chris, what's the one thing you're most proud of this year? And what's the one thing you're looking forward to about next year? Whew. Big questions. Big questions. <laughs> um, yeah, the one thing I'm most proud of, and Logan kind of hit on that as well, is uh, – is being able to through coaching and through just my personal belief system uh, is to to find balance to find balance in these times uh, to where you know I have a, a four kids at home four and done right um, and, uh, <laughs> six month uh, six month old at home and to be able to um, you know give in that area um, to to be here at you know hitting it hard as I can when I'm at work. But really, you know, I'm only doing like a 50-hour work week, which isn't terrible right now with the numbers I'm putting out. And that starts in the early, early morning hours. And so balance, I think, is the, is the key piece that I've really um, been able to, uh, to hone in on this year and to, to be as effective as we are at that balance is, is a big accomplishment for me. Um, humans don't do balance well. And I think what I'm looking forward to, I should say, as much as next year, um, yeah, that we're not resting on our laurels, that uh, it's, you know, we're, we're redefining our why, why we are serving Northern Arizona, why, um, you know, we, we, you know, do we need to grow? Do we like where we're at? And I think really honing in as a team to figure out where our future is collectively is what I'm looking forward to doing next year and building, you know, the, the people driven branch that we have right now, not just on any anyone's ego or goals. Yeah, no, it's exciting to see what you've done, and uh, and it, I, I predict greatness. I predict that uh, this time next year you're going to be way, way beyond where you already are. It's great to watch. So, Logan, same question for you. What are you most proud of this year so far, and what are you most looking forward to about next year? Um, I think uh, 
I'll just answer both of them with kill two birds with one stone is uh, one thing that I wish that was really strategic that we did, but it wasn't strategic. It's something that just really came from the heart and I'm seeing the ball roll down the hill, grow and grow and grow. It's um, Jim McMahon and Stuart Hunter, um, Kevin Martini, Chad Fleming. I mean, I think us and our whole company benchmark has really jumped on the VA train. Um, and, you know, I don't need to say the letters of the company, but there's a lot of people saying we're going to take care of our veterans that aren't. And, for example, I, I literally just closed a homeless veteran who was homeless for a year because two other people saying, hey, we take care of veterans, never took care of her at all. And she had 800 credit score, easy, close, makes plenty of money. Um, and basically just um, just that's going to keep growing because there's nothing more high trust than a veteran telling a veteran, Hey, this is who you need to use because these people mess me over or things like that. So this year I'm really trying to focus on growing that VA business. And, you know, even when I go meet a new realtor, I'm saying, Hey, even if you don't give me every deal, please give me the VA deals because we are the best at doing VA loans and we are going to make sure they close. Um, but next year, again, I want to see that keep going because, um, you know, one, I think everybody needs to be a little more proud of America right now. And two, um, you know, next year will be 20 years from 9-11. So that's all those veterans coming out of, um, you know, service and things like that. And, um, you know, our company really wants to take care of them. So that's pretty much what I'm really excited about. And you said, yeah, the VA business now is 20 percent of your book, right? Yes, because it's, I mean, they t you take care of them, they'll take care of you. And um, that's how, you know, we're a family business. So that's literally what we're built on. So um, that's really what we're going to focus on. Good, good. So we got the what you're grateful for and uh, what you're going to focus on all in one answer. That's beautiful. Well, guys, I sure appreciate you coming on. We limit these to 35 minutes. It's uh, 34 past the bottom of the hour. Everybody from Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, obviously, uh, YouTube Live grateful that Chris Hallows from Wallach and Volk and Logan Martini from Benchmark joined us today. These guys are knocking it out of the park. They're products of high trust coaching and a deep desire to win and help people win. Uh, so thanks guys for being on. Really, really loved having you. And thanks everybody for listening. Forward this to your team. If they weren't on, you, know, you can share this with anybody that you have in your company and uh, Logan and Chris, can't wait to see you soon. And thanks so much for contributing. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Good seeing you.